Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Now, before we make a start on your emails, I was just, I'm no. doing a side glance at the levels. Oh, I see. Was How I going in red? Uh, I just, I don't know. I okay. Looking. Am I going in red, anyone? No. Shout out if yeah. you can hear me too loud or not enough. And we will we will re-level during the show. <laughs> now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week with Pat advising Helen to ring a solicitor about Rob, which obviously hadn't occurred to anyone as it's so much healthier and sensible to go ranting about the farm, leaping at shadows and speculating wildly about what might happen rather than talking to someone who actually knows what they're on about. And talking of ranting and leaping, Helen rushed into the bridge farm tea rooms, vaulted the counter and got Georgie in a headlock, which unfortunately he managed to film. And not only that, post on the bridge fresh website somehow, which must have been battling for, baffling for anyone who went on there to order shallots. Poor Emma had an abrupt Damascene conversion and gave Georgie a right bollocking, hampered only by the BBC's refusal to let her say the name of the influencer with whom Georgie is smitten. I'll give you a clue. It begins with ah and ends with Andrew Tate. You'd think really that the fact that the bloke is in a Romanian prison and has been revealed as not a billionaire, but a man who has about £27 in premium bonds would have swayed Georgie's loyalty, but clearly not. I mean, Lucy isn't a woman. <laughs> Toby was back. Rosie is still a sound effect, so she was sent up a tree so that Rex could talk about finding the one. Toby could talk about finding anyone, and Pip could talk about not that one. Stella and Pip went for a cup of tea, uh, went for a cream tea. There were tiresome bants about jam on first, but I'm not going near that, not because it's controversial, but because it's so boring. <laughs> they had the third chat about not taking it too seriously, just a kiss, couldn't matter less, friends for evs, etc, etc. And if they have one more of these chats, I'm going to start disliking them both intensely. If it doesn't matter, shut up about it. If it's all you can talk about, then it clearly does matter. I mean, maybe there was just about to get somewhere when Helen came belting into the tea room like a mighty rushing wind and did her Tyson Fury act next to the Bakewells. Who knows? Ruth and Toby. Oh, sorry, my script's gone funny. Oh, there we go. Uh, Ruth and Toby messed about with the beehives, which Toby said was sexy. But then he did have a child with Pip, so I'm not sure he's qualified to comment on sexiness. Now he's decided that he wants to become Mr. Family Man. He is keenly perusing the village with the air of an Austin hero down from London with 15,000 a year and one weekend to pick anyone who doesn't move fast enough to run his household. Pip, do you fancy getting back on the old tube train? No? Stella? Nice North Face. How about you? Kirsty? Chelsea? Auntie Cardboard? Come on. Hello? George went to visit Helen in a purely transparent uh, uh, effort to get his job back. 
and gave the most unconvincing apology ever, which Helen quite rightly dismissed. I was amazed she'd even let him in the house. Surely it's more in character for her to scream at him from the garden path while throwing pan lids at him from the kitchen window. Pip and Toby held a barbecue to which Toby invited Stella. What is it in Ambridge, and particularly with Pip, where everyone invites people to social functions that aren't theirs to invite to? Or is it just that faced with the option of three hours of undiluted pip, they're frantically pleading with each other over WhatsApp saying, look, please, come, please, I'll give you 20 quid, 50 quid, don't leave me with her. Just say yes when I ask you, please. Anyway, Toby and Stella seem delighted with each other to the extent that Toby said to Stella, Pip says you're her new Lizzie. Busy. <laughs> Over at Bridge Farm, or the undiplomatic embassy, as I shall now refer to it, Natasha was musing aloud to Tom, who was, as always, slavishly keen to applaud her ideas. I don't think Fallon's making the most of the tea room, she said. What a sodding cheek! Several of the genius ideas Natasha came up with, based on an afternoon behind a dustpan and brush sweeping up the aftermath of Emma chucking chinaware at the more infuriating customers, were ideas that Fallon herself had suggested, along with linking Bridge Farm and the tea rooms more closely together. And the spineless, utterly weedy, wet Tom, instead of saying, oh, yes, Fallon did actually suggest that, but we turned her down like a bedspread, said, my God, darling, you are a genius. And we ended the week. Well, technically, we ended the week on Susan and Helen coming to an uneasy understanding about Georgie. But my week ended with a cackle of laughter at Pip saying to Toby, who had spent the day after his night with Pip strutting round Brooker's like some conquering hero, slapping David on the back and giving Ruth a tenner and telling her to buy herself something nice, (laughs) that he had felt absolutely... Absolute, that she had felt absolutely nothing. I mean, I presume she was aware that what was happening, she just wasn't very interested in it. She couldn't have deflated him more if she'd been that bouncy, if he'd been that bouncy castle. The single word, nothing, held volumes. <laughs> Basically, Toby, I was working at the milk yield in my head. There was one bit where I went to sleep and the only noise I made was when I rolled over on a hair grip. I give it 10 minutes before Toby's contacting Georgie about joining his Lincel tribe. The end. Well, she didn't feel nothing as the Barwick Green theme tune played, Lucy. Listen to this. Come here. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. I heard heard that at the time and I thought, blimey, stop the tape, lads. That's not... (laughs) Horrible! I know. I was. I was disgusted of of Hampshire. Disgusted of (laughs) Chiswick. Oh God! I thought that was. I don't know. Did they? I mean, I guess they just liked it. They thought it was too good quality a moan to not put in. Yes. Good. Um, No, that was funny though when she was like. Yeah, not not really. (laughs) Didn't really get anything. No, literally didn't feel anything. Nothing. Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? (laughs) Was it ever? I have you? Did you? (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. People are, as they always do, immediately suggesting that she's now pregnant because you can't have sex in Ambridge without becoming pregnant. It's it's a law. Oh, but that would complicate things. It would complicate things. I don't think they'd do that. If she is, that was the most half-hearted way to get pregnant I've ever heard. Well, she did do a little moan, Lucy. That's all you need to do to get pregnant. Oh, okay. Is is feel slash not feel anything. Um, Well, that would be, that would complicate everything. But I think they just did it because... She was, she was trying, trying to so... shag herself straight, wasn't she? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't work. And now no, she can move on. it doesn't on. work. 
Especially with tubes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, he was so obnoxious, wasn't he? he was. Hi. Yeah. Yes. So I've decided beehives. I'm ready to settle down. Who's up for it? Come on. Form, oh, I've got form some... an orderly queue. Oh, fuck off, David. Hello, David. <laughs> Do you want some of my very expensive wine? I'll only charge you twenty ninety nine a bottle. For yeah, my parents-in-law, was... Oh, she was, was like, whoa, whoa, wait, hang, hang on, hang on, stop. <laughs> I thought it was slightly weird because it, it sounded like Pip and Toby hadn't seen each other for months and months, but I assume they do the handover on a weekly or fortnightly basis. I think he'd been away with his dad, hadn't he? He'd been, oh, he'd been on business, so he hadn't okay. seen her for okay. a while. But as we were saying earlier, what a good week it was. Oh, what it? Brilliant. Brilliant week. I brilliant. don't often listen at the time that it's on i don't often listen and we never live. usually text each other do no. we after an episode but this and i normally let them sort of pile up and yeah then listen all in one go at the end but this week was i just couldn't i was dancing around at sort of you know 6 55 thinking hurry up stupid unfunny <laughs> 6 30 comedy let's get to the others <laughs> yes it was a week like that because it had a re- unlike you know those bitty weeks it had such a good yeah. arc didn't it yeah. and 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 even at the end when I know it's a bit unrealistic, George sort of being redeemed almost, but and him and but it well, did re- redeemed in absentia and that he well, wasn't actually there. No, but, but whatever. No, yeah. but you know Helen sort yeah. of giving him a second yeah. chance and all that. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's a bit twee, but then on the other hand, it does make a really nice end to the week, and it just yeah. all sort of came together and worked so beautifully, yeah. didn't it? Yep. But the, the dialogue is just cracking at the minute. There is no... Oh, my God. The, the performances when, are top-notch. There is oh, no yeah. when, kind of... When I was shaking, when Helen... Yeah. Because that's when we messaged incredible. each other, wasn't it? Both yeah. going, ooh! When she went in like a yeah. force and you could... And we were saying, weren't we, you could... You could see her physically... Well, you could hear yeah. her physically. You could feel you? her body, the like the vibration yeah. of her body she was so angry and so panicked and it was brilliant and the only the only bit I didn't (laughs) like obviously there's got a little bit was when Will was talking to George about now there isn't that influencer that you like with the big cars he's not all these you know and it was sort of I think there's I have a bit of a problem with Will because George seemed to respect Will during that conversation and be listening to him. But I thought Will sounded like he was talking to a six-year-old. And I didn't believe that George would go, yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. I've been a really silly boy. Well, he didn't, did he? But he sort of did. I, I think he like, d- you can't. You, t- t- you can't. You can't. But he didn't go when Will went. I know it was supposed to be heartfelt, but when when Will said... You know, when I was going through my problems, if you'd mm. filmed me, how mm. would that have made me feel? And I just thought, sort of thought, I don't know. It didn't. I just don't quite believe that he's got that influence over George, or no. that George wouldn't just go. Are you kidding? I think this I think so George cringe. feels that his all the men around him, apart from the ones that he sees, are either rich or pseudo powerful. Um, are just wet Nellies who can't stand up for each well, other. Who can't stand Will up goes, for themselves. See, that wasn't very manly. Yeah. That wasn't manly. alpha, was yeah. it, George? And I was like, it, oh, yeah, God, exactly. Will, if Will had you're been just, to- if, you're just do, doing yourself. You're making it so much worse. If Will had been talking to Henry, that might have worked. Yeah, at that age. Yes, but they, an eighteen-year-old, yeah, knows so much more about, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the world of influencers yeah. and yeah. and you know however much i guess you're taken in by 
those sort of people, it's it's not really the, the I don't know, is it? I don't know if it's it's not. It's more than the flash cars and the money. It's you get presumably brainwashed, don't you? Yeah. Into, into yeah. that sort of cult. I was talking to my son about it because he said a lot of the guys at his uh, college were um, into it and would talk about stuff like that or the ones in the sort of the tail end of his secondary school. Right. And um, he said they were nearly always not, obviously not that bright because they've fallen for this, what, yeah. palpably just, you know, madness. Um and he said, but they were, he, what Tate does is, is preaches to the converted. Mm. He just reassures them, it's not you. Don't worry, it's not you, it's them. Mm. It's the universe is out to get you. Women are out to get you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you're fine. You are, you are the little God that, that you believe you are. Um, and and it's, none of it's your fault that it's not working out for you. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, Will said they were just impossible to argue with because... They just Your go, will said that. Yeah. yeah, but what about feminism? No, but exactly. About, you know, but it's like and, any, he was trying to explain yeah. that feminism isn't hating men and 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 all that. And also, he has me and Tilly, bless him, wanging on. Yeah, <laughs> no, but you can't argue with someone who's who's been brainwashed. Mm. Sorry, brainwashed. Can mm. you? Mm. They're, they're not gonna. But 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 I think as well the problem with the Will and George scene was, as you said, it it was so BBC and that they can't they couldn't mention. Yeah. Andrew Tate. I mean, or... he's not the only one. No, There's a raft they... of these idiots, but, but the he w- he's the most. They couldn't. They couldn't make it more specific no. than, jo- than than George's. Um... And I guess it's funny because Rufus this morning was. I don't know. I think I was listening to the Pip episode and I was explaining why her and Toby weren't going to get together. And he was like, "Oh, is that was that the big storyline of the week?" And then I said, "Oh no, actually, it was. It's been about this misogynistic mm. kid who's been, um, you know, influenced by all that Andrew mm. Tate stuff." And Rufus was like, "Oh right, did they actually mention Andrew Tate then on the BBC?" And I was like, "Are you no. joking?" <laughs> and he went, "Oh, did they just say?" This naughty influencer yes. who happens to be these, in prison this now. This sort of people. Yes. Yes. That in, that 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 very influential influencer. <laughs> what is influencing a lot of young people <laughs> in an influency sort of way? I yes. think, but I think that's the problem, isn't it? It's mm. a bit. It's you know, all this stuff is because also if George is that misogynistic, or is, if he's been, it's not really just a question of have a little, have a chat with him, and then he'll it'll all be yeah. better. It's surely it's go and get some help yeah for yes, him absolutely. he's clearly got more than just yeah yeah i mean it's he's vile he's really vile yeah. and, and it I, I think it when they look into the profile of the kids that really really adopt this stuff because this is sort of grooming like any other grooming yes absolutely um then they've got really really low self-esteem they've got a really shaky sense of identity which is why they uh and they're often lacking a father figure as well which is why they're sort of ripe for exploitation um ed uh george sorry has got two father figures neither of which uh, neither of whom are very good at kind of saying that is enough you know behave yourself they they indulge him yeah partly because of of emma and her and her guilt and her fear of ever saying yeah He's wrong. No. Well, that, it was really good what Susan said to Helen that mm. you know this has been a really good wake up call, and that yeah. she and that she said actually Neil's been the only one that's yeah. clocked this, and she did say we're not gonna we're gonna do. She, mm. I guess she said we're gonna work on this now. But well, it's it was how. when Emma went 
oh my god hannah was right yeah and i was like yes yeah yeah but then it did he george ruined it by going around to helen's and mm. as you said not sounding genuine no he should have just immediately said you know of course i understand there's nowhere i could ever come back to the farm yeah. after what i did yeah etc etc instead he was just but like where... sorry can i have my job back now where did he post it yeah, but I think you're right. I think it was on the Bridge Farm website. And what could would people have thought? I mean, he could actually be arrested for that. For that's a criminal offence. But he's the one that 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 has. All, he's the tech guy, isn't he? <laughs> so Which kind of explains. Work. That's what I was thinking when you were saying about the QR code. Oh, what yeah. did that yes. mean? Yeah. I mean, that was there, I suppose, to demonstrate his technical prowess, <laughs> that he has access to all these yes. people's, you know. <laughs> that he is a hacker. Don't give, don't no. give him the keys to the, to the, to the machine. Don't, don't do give him the HTML yeah. word uh, slash code <laughs> slash web. What is it? HTML. HTML. Yeah. That one. Don't give him that details <laughs> to get him in there. <laughs> Don't give him the Wix password. But did we? Because I didn't know whether. Because I didn't realise that Helen knew he'd posted it on the website. No, they didn't. Um, they, they Tom must have told her, but we didn't hear. Okay, that she, right. she did, definitely didn't see it. It did sound really freaky and horrible. It didn't sounded it? awful. Yeah. I mean, I think I would. Oh yeah, it's. But then, but that's what I didn't really get. I, you know, it, this was has been a brilliant, brilliant week. Mm. I'm, I'm not suggesting it wasn't. But yeah, it did make me... But by the end, I was sort of thinking, I feel like they're treating George like he's 15, 16, rather than mm. an adult mm. who absolutely should know better. Cause, and of course, you want to give him a second chance. But what he's done is actually uh, unbelievably hideous. Mm. Not only not only saying those things to Helen in the tea room, but then posting that nasty video, which even though he took it down, could easily have been seen or shared. Or And the fact and, that know, he'd gone to the effort then, of editing it, putting a soundtrack on it, yes. I was thinking, is then, he free then, to edit ours? And they didn't, <laughs> yeah. Hello, George. Darling, we, we hate women. We are women, but we can't stand each other. But we, so we'd love you to edit our show. <laughs> For free, thanks. <laughs> um, but um, uh, yeah, but but also, like, he's still got a copy of that video. Yeah, <laughs> it might not be on the website, but yeah. has anybody checked? He's deleted it from his phone. I mean, is the is the culmination of this redemption arc that he is going to be the one that 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 saves? Because now he's be. back at Bridge Farm again. Yeah, if Rob turns Lucy. up with if Rob <gasps> turns up to to abscond with or to, or or try and kill jack and yeah. henry will will georgie be the one that you're right you know that would be brilliant because i listened back to you know you know to that episode i missed last week mm. when they were at the um farm show mm. and yeah george was genuinely a bit worried yeah. wasn't he about henry? but you never know with george is he worried because he knows he's in massive trouble yeah. or is there any actual the thing is with with george i think what's what we're not George, sure call about Call him by yet. his proper name, Lucy. George. 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 No, George. Joadge. <laughs> Joadge. The thing George. is with Joadge, yeah. you, you can't, I can't tell yet whether there is any no. genuine empathy in anything he says or whether everything is calculated. 
he's almost a little bit sociopathic. Yeah. So you can't tell if he has got under, genuine understanding or just enough understanding to work out how to manipulate a situation. Well, his... that's, th- that's, I think that was my problem with the Will and George scene. It mm. felt, it was sort of, felt like it was written like George was listening and nodding and taking it on board. But on the other hand, if he was true to his character and listening to Will, yeah. you would have thought he would just be smirking yeah. and probably But then filming. he's got to keep in with Will because he wants to live with him. Oh, yeah, that's true. And he did, when he said to his mum, oh, I love you too, mum, it yeah. did sound like he did love her. Yes, yes, I was surprised at that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, silly old George. Oh, he's a tinker, boy. isn't he? He is a tinker. He's a tinker and he's been tinkering with some naughty social media things. We need to take his phone away. a little away bit rude to a, a grown-up, but he said sorry and it's <laughs> yeah. all right now. He made a bit of a scene at the tea room. Emma, Emma was like, don't, don't, don't leave everyone. Uh, I, it, I'm really sorry. It did sound really awkward, didn't it, afterwards when she was like, that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> Uh, all the muttering and all the all the all the customers are going oh it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. fun what else yeah. gonna happen can next get, yeah can you get that funny woman back yeah. <laughs> the shouty one that threw the things <laughs> mm, we liked her no um, it was very very excellente what was yes. the other episode where you texted and then you were like that was amazing too oh well it was because it was the it was the helen tea room one which was awesome uh, I'm going to look in your text, sees. Oh, you can't see. remember. Maybe it was one of the. It was. This is what you said. She made her whole body shake through her voice. Yeah. Uh, oh, another cracker. That was on Tuesday. That whatever was, episode. What that was. That was when they found out about the video. When they realised you'd posted the video. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And and it no it was Emma saying. Oh, my God. Oh, Hannah's right. Hannah's right. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah. yeah, it was all ace. Take it down, Well George. done, th- 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 Archers. Yes. Um, we have had hundreds of uh, emails this week. So because oh, it was uh, such a good week. Yes, I'm going to, I'm going to cherry pick. Sorry, so okay. not everyone has, has got in there. Um, this Will is you from... read mine out? <laughs> <laughs> I've done the voices. That's what <laughs> Yes, that's all I said. I've done it. It's I know, usually it just says... Here it is. <laughs> Attached. <laughs> or sometimes, sorry. <laughs> we should Didn't be spending an ordinary amount of time apologising to each other on this podcast anyway. <laughs> Apart from Jeff, who's always very prompt and correct and everything, and we're forever apologising to Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry. Um, uh, Janine's prediction is that... Uh, Hannah will not be moving into the B&B at Bridge Farm. We know that. She will mm-hmm. now move in with Stella. Oh, because, oh, because Stella needs a new Yeah, she said, companion. I'm, I'm lonely. Thus resulting in extreme jealousy from Pip, even though Ooh. there is nothing between Stella and Hannah. And Pip will just make an even bigger tit of herself than she did at the roller skating. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Pip. Yes. Um... Uh, Steve, pa- were you impressed with the adverts last week? Did you listen? No, didn't listen. They Sorry. came right in the gap where we left the gap. No, no way. Yes, you're joking. Nope, we got but it did, right. Did you put? Did somebody put them in there? Me? Or did they just? I did. did you? It. Yes. Did you like copy and paste some adverts in there? No, no, no but be- I put the gap in right. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Should we try and do it again then? Yes. 
Oh, Not brilliant, yet. Lucy. Okay. Um, uh, Steve Parrott said, the advert break worked. <laughs> he says, okay. it reminds me of my second passion, which is close to, but not, of course, exceeding the archers, which is rugby. The TV adverts between rugby halves demonstrate precisely what demographic watches these games. The adverts are all hair loss recovery, erectile dysfunction, and men's nappies. <laughs> yeah. Um... Ah, yes. Uh, this is from David Wright, who says, Now we know why there have been a few episodes devoted to ferrets and frippery. You can't have many episodes like Sunday evenings or people's mm. radios will start catching fire. <laughs> Fabulous writing and acting, yes. especially from Louisa Patikas and Angus Stovey, who plays George. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's totally right. Yeah. And yeah. we will take the ferrets wheel yeah. for yeah. the odd moment of um, passion. Yeah. Uh, Philip Shaw, we talked about uh, nicknames uh, and people pointed out that loads of people have got nicknames in the Archers. Oh. Um, <laughs> Oops. Uh, uh, you've um, saying I Pip can't... doesn't have a nickname. Her full name is Philippa Rose Archer. I know, I know, I know. Mm. But she doesn't count because she's always called Pip by yes. everyone. Yes. So I don't count that as a nickname. Yeah. Uh, this is from Jane in Cornwall who says, actually she's she's updated it. Um, Henry finds out in one fell swoop that his dad wanted to reject him plus that he can't emotionally trust his own mother his mother hides frightening things and then suddenly overwhelms him with the scary truth plus blames him for making things worse yeah. listening to her to her tirade at Henry at the pool was really painful yeah Henry is basically in an abusive situation with Helen now he will be in shock and that will obviously have huge re- repercussions for him if nothing is done um, they didn't really cover Helen's um how Helen's going to make it. They, yeah, because I felt it was so awful the way she spoke to him. And yeah. I really worry about her, how she's going to deal with that. But they didn't really cover that this week, did they? No. That was the only thing they sort of forgot. Uh, Jane then goes on to say, I have U-turned about the George story. This was sent about two days after her first one. The scene between Emma and George when Emma finally realised was brilliant writing and acting and there is now some hope, so no longer totally depressing. (laughs) Helen is still driving me nuts. Henry is not going to simply turn around. It's not a little teenage sulk. He is traumatised. That's true. He is. Absolutely. Mm, Yeah. yeah. Um, This is from Michael Gorman. I felt a bit worried for Henry, though, in that... You know, now, because if I was Henry, I'd be like, you know, he said to Pat, don't tell anyone about George, mm. what George did. Mm. And now if I was Henry, I'd be terrified to yeah. know that um, George thinks that, yeah. Um, yeah, George thinks that Henry's gone, oh, it was all George's fault. He took me to the new yeah, Because wrong. the opinion of an older kid is, yeah, exactly. is massive, isn't yeah. it, when you're his age? Mm. But anyway. Yeah, but we didn't hear from Henry at all this week, no, did we? No, no. Um, uh, this is from Michael Gorman. Um, the Archer scriptwriters are teeing up the idea that all of George's behaviour is because he's fallen under the spell of the loathsome Andrew Tate. I think that's too facile an argument. And the truth is that he's simply a liar, cheat and all round bad egg with mm. misogyny. Just one of his unattractive qualities fueled by influencers. If they're yeah, implying his point. nastiness is all the influencers fault, then Helen's rejection of his apology seems churlish. Whereas if she's onto him using any excuse to weasel his way out of his doings, she was right to say some grudging words. Cannot excuse what he did. I have every sympathy for a woman near the breaking point and none for the nasty oaf. That, that's a good point in that obviously it can't just be down to social media. Mm. There has to be a bit of, there has to have been something there, a spark yeah. that was ready to yeah. be lit, wasn't there? Yeah. 
Um, this is from uh, Rev Julie, who's our chair of, she's been very, very, she's been a, frankly, rubbish chair for the last <laughs> month. We haven't heard from her. But she's been on her holidays. It's been August. Think, or something. <laughs> we've heard, yeah. um, she said, uh, I was prompted to respond as the smug and so far only possessor of an Ambridge on the Couch mug. Yes, course, nobody loves yes, a smart ass, Julie. Of course, Julie's mm. got one. Yes. Oh, oh, also, oh. sorry, yeah, on that note, mm-hmm. there's no mugs. Because I know we lost guys. This is it's just covered in an email <sighs> later on. Okay. Um uh, da, ba, da, ba, da. Sorry, Does the lionesses You right? Yeah. No, no, okay. Does the lionesses loss mean my unique position is safe for a little while longer? Yes, I think it, it does. <laughs> Although the Rob storyline is uncomfortable listening all around, in my view, the scriptwriters are doing a brilliant job of showing the consequences of a total failure to follow up the initial trauma of a coercive relationship. Everything was tidied away, swept under the carpet, and Helen was allowed to develop a brittle veneer of coping via hyper-control. Helen needed help for herself, and also so she could, with proper support, best help Henry and Jack to understand to deal with their history. The disastrous results of not getting this help are now writ large. George needs taking a hand, but at 18, with no sense that he recognises his own faults, preferring to see himself always as a victim, it's hard to see how. He needs both carrot and stick from someone he's unable to manipulate emotionally. I like to think that his character is still open to a degree of reform, but that's probably naive. And finally, Pipistrella. I'd be very interested to hear from others with actual experience, but it strikes me as realistic that Pip might be attracted to Stella without necessarily being attracted to other women and therefore never have had reason to ponder whether her sexuality is other than hetero. I can imagine being attracted to someone because of who and how they are Mm. rather than primarily because they're a man or a woman. In those circumstances, it would probably take a while to work out what's going on in your heart and mind rather than suddenly being ready to to embrace a whole new sexual identity. We all fancy Stella. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that is a good point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then maybe that's why quite often it can happen in later life because yeah. you're not just sort of like, you know, you're not, f- yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. And you're not just being pro, it's, you're not responding to biological urges of... You just sort of fall in love together with together and have children. It's, it's, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. interesting. Um, Steve Parrott says, I do hope that any Archer's listener who recognises themselves in the situation that Helen finds herself is brave enough to engage professional help. I'm not just talking about coercive control, simply if one has found oneself out of control or having strayed a long way from one's normal patterns of behaviour in a bad way. I've done that very thing twice in the last 30 years. Once was enormously successful, the other was helpful. I would not hesitate to do the same thing again. Get professional help if you possibly can is the message I advocate. Yeah, I mean, I assume if we were living in America, we'd all be seeing therapists regularly because it's just the norm, isn't it? Yeah, well, if you can afford it, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, That's at the why moment, me and Lucy the, do this. The, yeah, uh, at the we moment, we talk the, about our feelings through the arches. Yes, is that not right? The medium of the couch. Mm. Um, the current waiting list for uh, NHS therapy uh, for unless you are, you know, significantly emergency emergency is a ra- It can differ between six months and eighteen months. That's a quite a long wait. It is quite a long dealing wait. with some stuff. Yes, because by then either the stuff has got so bad that you have, you know, you're in a really bad state, or you've just sort of internalised it and just thought, right, well, fine, I'll just have to crack on with yeah. it. Yeah, and then yeah. that's not you've missed the opportunity to sort of uh, not missed, but it's a lot harder to to then mould the future. 
Mm. Yeah. Um, this is from uh, Richard, who is incensed by the sound of it. <laughs> so incensed he's risking being late for work. I've just listened to Monday's episode and what the actual fuck. People are actually <laughs> saying George needs an apology when George yeah. spoke to Helen like that. Yeah. When is Emma going to wake up to the fact that she's raised a vile son? On Tuesday, actually, <laughs> Richard. Um, thank St. Stephen for Susan actually speaking some sense. Please don't have Helen apologising to George. Are there any farms in Ambridge George can actually work at now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a conscious decision from the scriptwriters, but I thought it was really effective that in the episode where George is exposed for being the little shit he is towards women, every cast member is a woman bar George. Oh. I never noticed that. No. I'm probably reading too much into it, but I thought it was a good technique to use. Right. Got to go and get a Sainsbury's meal deal for lunch on the way to work as the bread at home is mouldy. Loving oh. your work, Richard. That's oh. a nice sign off, mouldy bread. Um, that yes, is a very good that. observation and I did not notice it. And actually it was funny, yeah, because when Emma was going, well, she should be apologising to George. Yeah. The whole, yeah. everybody in the world was going... What are you? Yeah. Why can't you see yeah. what he is? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's why it was such a great week because it it just did have a brilliant narrative. Yeah, Emma slowly waking up. Yes. Um. Uh. This is from uh, Steve Barry, who says, "Unrealistic dogs on the archers." <laughs> The untimely demise of Paul Weaver, anyone with a knowledge of A, the countryside, and B, dogs, should know to keep a tight hold on a sight hound at all times because they go like the clappers, rarely come back if not distracted, and are a lot stronger than they look. Especially if there's a massive combine harvester yeah. on the field right next to you. It goes back to a similarly unbelievable section a few weeks ago when the Brookfield sheep escaped and Pip went off to round them up without collecting a sheepdog to do it with. Oh, she next. took Stella instead. Mm. <laughs> yes, Stella. <laughs> um george i'm in two minds possibly there is a sympathetic interpretation that he sees a albeit better spoken kindred spirit in henry i however think that it's more likely that he's grooming a sidekick who is younger i don't know it's a hard one isn't it because again mm. you'd think because of his character if you saw his character on paper you'd go yeah he's grooming this kid yeah but then actually when you listen to his relationship with henry it does sound like he does mm. care a little bit he said henry has less about him than brad so he so he can blame henry for when things go wrong yeah. i think his reaction to titchy knob is more one of self-preservation for his job and possibly his neck if tony gets hold of him rather than concerned for henry and how could helen not see this coming if only she had listened to this excellent podcast i and many oh, of your yes. other contributors have been telling her that she's handled this badly from the moment she agreed to see him yes yes and has lurched from bad decision to bad decision. Oh, going to see him, going in the ambulance, oh, agreeing to be next of kin, twice, answering the phone to Miles. The list goes on all the while in trying to protect Henry by not giving him any information at yes. all and then rejecting him and finally treating him as an adult when it comes time to blame him for making contact. Yep. Lucy, she's yes. only got herself to blame. Mm. Well, mm. you know what we would the horrible bit that we talked about last week about people with um, coercive controllers or narcissists mm. who, who... Oh, yes, you damn, said yeah. that yeah, that they sort of become yeah. that themselves. He, and he said, well, no, they, they try and... If they decide they've got nothing to lose, they take the children with them. Oh, that horrible bit, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Steve said there was a colleague of many years ago who is currently serving life at his majesty's pleasure for trying to commit suicide and take their offspring with them. Oh, my God. Whether coercive, narcissistic or just in the depths of depression and despair, people will do some awful things from the perspective they are in. And Titchy Knob is probably currently all three. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Well, I I wonder. Because it's so it's so whenever you hear about a. Not whenever, not every time, but so often when you hear of a shooting and it says the police are not looking for anybody else mm. and so many dead bodies were found and da, da 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 and you just think, right, okay, so one of the couple asked for divorce or one of the couple yeah. threatened to expose the other one and that's it. But that's why you wanted to shake Emma and say, yeah. can just explain to George that, I mean, probably Emma doesn't really understand how dangerous, I guess if you're, because Helen and the Archers have kept it all quite private, no one mm. has really been aware. Well, they weren't aware that Rob was back, but I suppose they can't see the how dangerous Rob is in the way that we see it because yeah. we know everything. Yeah, they can't probably can't imagine. But the, they, I mean, I don't know whether people know that he raped her. Well, I think they do because Emma or somebody. They're sort of to... saying guarded things like he did awful things, George. No, and then he, I think when she said something like "and worse," when she okay, said she said right. something like that to him, and he went, "I know." Or okay, yeah. I feel like she hinted that, but but on the other hand, I think yeah, you have to be explicit and yeah, yeah. and also maybe maybe Emma doesn't know. Maybe it's hard, it's hard to sort of remember or yeah, know how much the village knows about yeah. him. I mean, I know this. This sounds this sounds weird and mawkish, and I don't I don't mean it to be either. But um, when my dad died, you know, my dad committed suicide. Yeah. When he died, I didn't know how much to what detail to go into with the children because they were little at the time about what had happened. Yeah. So I did a sort of version, and I thought I'd I'd told them as much as they needed to know for it to make sense to them. And then I discovered that William, who was four at the time, had got a completely arse about face idea of what had happened. And what did he think? He, oh, God. He, he thought that uh, my dad was buried somewhere in the back garden. And it was, oh. he just concocted this whole... Because he'd got muddled up or he'd forgotten... And if you don't tell children the truth, they yeah. make stuff up, which is can be worse. Yeah, and it's you. You can't. You can't sort of make it palatable. F- it's like you're trying to make it palatable for them and palatable yeah. for you. Yeah, but you can't do that. You have to be brave, and you have to just. But I suppose with it. and you suicide, have to keep talking about it. You can't yeah. do it once and then think, right, okay, we've had that chat. Good tick. It's like it's like the facts yes. of life. Because yeah. what you've said will be overlaid with what someone at school said, with what yeah. somebody on the internet and it, said, and a child's imagination. Child's imagination, and so you have to keep revisiting it. But but with suicide, it must be very difficult to explain to a child, even mm. if you say that you know they were desperately ill. Mm. It, I guess, it's hard to. Yeah, I mean, it's do, really you ha- hard. do you have to say they killed themselves? Do you have to say that to a kid? Because that must be very difficult. It, for... it is. I can't actually remember now what I said. I know I remember saying that he was very, very ill and very sad. Yeah, and he didn't think that he had a choice. 
Right. And in reality, you've always got a choice. Um, <laughs> and little Will's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? Mom? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure I didn't say it like that, but you know. Sure, sorry, my book, Paw Patrol's on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that's why you have, yeah, because, and also you think, this is such an enormously difficult conversation for you yeah. to have, an enormously yeah, painful, and and it's not for them. No, because it's the facts. Of, it's just fact, yeah. isn't it? It's like when you tell your child something really, really momentous, and they go, "Huh? Can I have yeah. a biscuit?" And yeah. you think, "What? Did you? Were you? Were you not listening <laughs> to me then? Did you? Did, you know, because so they have rude." <laughs> yeah. You could at least cry or something. Yes. Um, or pretend to look sad, for yeah. God's sake. Yes, it's like when you tell them somebody's died. Yes. And, it's, and it means, you know, a, a great, a great oh. deal. To, you know, the neighbours mm. died or yeah. something like that. And they're like, uh-huh. Okay. So he's not, can, can we not go and, when we do trick-or-treating, then he won't be there. No, he won't be there. Okay, fine. Yeah. And that's it. And you think, oh, oh, fine. So, but yeah. you have to keep revisiting it because you can't just do it once and think that's it. And I think maybe she did explain things to them once when they were right, small yeah yeah and then was like oof okay good that's done and now <laughs> well exactly because it doesn't come up until yeah until he comes it doesn't yeah. need to be mentioned does and it? as until they get comes older their perception changes and their understanding changes so you yes. need to keep talking about the keep thing talking about it because they'll get different they'll appreciate different bits or they'll understand different bits and they probably don't remember a lot either no and what they yeah. don't remember, they fill in with imagination. Yeah. Which is the, you know, that's the worrying bit because quite often it's, you know, it's bonkers. I suppose it's so hard, isn't it? Because there must be, if you're in Helen's situation as well, you know, you're probably always thinking, we, but when is the right time? Oh, well, I'll yeah. do it, you know. Yeah, Oh, exactly. no, because we're about to have tea or, you know. God, it's far easier not to. It's so exactly. much easier not it's to. So, it's, well, it's so easy to put things off and mm. then a year goes by, doesn't yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, very, very difficult. Yes. Very, very difficult. Yes. Uh, the, um, yes. Ah, this is from David. Gin David. <laughs> oh, says, Gin David. I love Gin David. Uh, that gin is nearly finished now. I'm obsessed with that gin. Having not been a massive gin person before. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, much as I love to bash the scriptwriters who set hairs running only for storylines to fizzle out. <laughs> Ambridge Transition Village, Amsai developing a mill in Borchester into posh flats, the return of Dr. Locke, need I go on? The intertwining <laughs> of the Rob and Helen storyline with George's misogyny and general unpleasantness is a masterstroke. Yes. The dovetailing of both stories is inspired and it's fascinating to witness George coming up against Rob's nastiness and witnessing the possibility of George going either way, reforming and understanding the impact of his behaviour or cementing his misogynistic worldview in light of being sacked by Hannah. And Hannah's refusal to forgive him and allow him to return to Bridge Farm. Ah, well. Um, well done also, Harriet, for getting through a bottle of gin in a week. I think that I need to reprint our labels to ensure that the enjoy your gin responsibly message is more visible to consumers. It wasn't just me, darling. There were lots of people drinking it, darling, and all appreciating it. All the children drinking it continually. Um, Patricia Johnson said... Um, what a cracking week in Ambridge. All these yes. years, we have wanted characters to talk to each other about serious issues. Yes. And this week, they are doing it. And other characters are really listening and trying to understand. So refreshing. Hear, that hear. influencer, he's bad, George. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
God. apart from that bit. Just something about Will explaining things. Yeah. Just it's annoying. Explaining. Uh, oh, now, this is a, a sad email. Oh, um, okay, so change of tone. It's a change of tone, yes. Uh, no, but it's a, it's about animals, so somebody might, if, you, if you're, if you're, if you've, um, yes. If you've recently lost an animal, you might want to skip this one. Okay. Uh, it's from Jazza. Oh. Um, First little word about nicknames. What is the name Jazza, if he didn't oh, have a nickname? All right, all right. But what's his real name? Um, James. If you is, are... Is Jazza or, or James? James or Jack, yeah. Oh. If you are Glaswegian, you are always called Jazza if your name is Jack. If your name is Tom or Thomas, you are usually called Tam. If your oh. name is Hugh, you are usually called Shug. I think oh, right. Georgie... I didn't know that Shug was from yeah. Hugh. Oh, Shuggy I think Bane. George is a nasty, misogynistic, vicious little turd. It's only a matter of time before he ends up in Pokey, like his great-uncle Clive <laughs> and his great-uncle Keith. It all started when George stole Jake's toy fire engine after he'd met Clive. Oh. I loved what the hell is happening here this week. Whose wake was it? Well, you'll have to find out. This is the sad bit. He was uh, talking to us last week about that you very rarely have to see your guide dog die. Last yes. Friday, after a short period of illness, we found Sonia's guide dog, Harty, dead by the side of the bed in the morning. Oh, it turned no. out to be a ruptured ulcer. Not very nice. Oh. I'm sorry to bring everyone down, but I felt I had to share. Poor Sonia is lost. She'll oh. probably have to wait a couple of years until a new guide dog comes up. No. As a Harty was only years? seven and no one expected this. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. That is so sad. Yeah. He said, oh. our, our podcast cheered him up on the Sunday after. Oh. Sorry oh, about so the lionesses, sorry. but at least Harriet won't have to worry about the mugs now. Not yeah. that she did anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I, no, um, <clears throat> I was really worried about it. Actually, I'd put it on my, I'd actually, uh, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd penciled in a window to do those mugs mm. and uh, October. Yes. Yes. October. I'll send some Christmas ones out, Lucy. I'll send Christmas. I mean, I'll be, I definitely won't be busy at Christmas. No, so no, it's like a, it's like a massive holiday for you, isn't it? Christmas. Uh, oh, we I'm are so, so sorry, sorry to hear about Hearty. Yeah, and how um, awful. For... Yeah. I didn't realize it was two years. No, that seems ridiculous. I know. Such a massive waiting list. Yeah. Well, we. Is send... there anything we can do? Jazza. Well, are you good at training dogs, Lucy? No. Actually, you, you are. You've no, got Cooper. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm useless at training dogs, which is why I've ended up with Cooper. <laughs> oh, bless him. He had to have an uh, operation yesterday, and oh. he is still completely off his head. Oh. I don't know how much they o- gave him. Unhappy drugs. Yeah. He, <laughs> yesterday, he basically stood in the middle of the kitchen giggling, swaying <laughs> with his eyes closed. And I had to sort of get him to his bed and say, lie down. <laughs> and he looked at me and like he was only blinking with one eye the other eye wasn't so I was trying to get him to lie down and he sort of toppled sideways and just lay there and then and he keeps he coming into down. rooms and just standing there looking around like whoa and then he goes back out again and he can't remember what you could tell he can't you can't remember what he went in there for <laughs> sounds like me every I was gonna day. say you said it to me in dog form now can you get your hands on uh, any uh, any of those pills left in the bucket? They get sound great. But he get, what did he oh, do? Poor, oh, yesterday. poor Oh, he tried. To, there was a pigeon on the lawn, and he gave it his best his best go at chasing it off. And he sort of tripped up the step, and then just sort of sat there, <laughs> thinking, "No, that's that's wrong. What no. is wrong with me?" <laughs> so now he's curled up in a ball outside outside where I'm recording, and uh, oh, he's just watching the butterflies. 
smiling oh. benignly at everybody. Bless him. Oh, bless Quite him. hoping it doesn't wear off. Um, Laurie Dudley's plot prediction said, I have never been more sure of anything. Pip will be pregnant again after her oh, escapade gosh. with Toby. No, she won't. Well, I actually, that is a good prediction, to be fair. Because mm. it does complicate stuff. And then does, if, if Stella and Pip do mm. become a couple, which I think they probably will, because mm. then, uh, yes, they, I mean... Who mm. knows? I was surprised by that episode, but thinking about it, it makes sense. She's trying to assert her heterosexual identity mm. by going back to the last man she slept with. Mm. And who the she knows is perpetually up for it. Sorry? The only man. The only man, yeah. <laughs> I think she's way more spooked by the marshmallow-covered lesbian snoggage than she's letting on. But a little brother or sister for Rosie would throw a huge spanner in the works and swell the Brooklyn's dynasty. Although the shock would probably kill Jill. So one in, one out. You heard it here first. Keep up the good work and take care. Thank you, Laurie. What if she starts calling Stella, Stelly? And then all we'd hear is Rosie, Toby, Stelly. It would just do our head in. Toby, Rosie. No one else calls Rosie, Rosie, do they? No. Any, any dear old Pip. Um, Stelly. This is from uh, Laura, who says, I'm a 32-year-old Archers listener, so can I join your club of young listeners? Yay! But I'm not a From the Cradle listener. I actually started listening in around 2018 when Nick died, and it was because of my ex-future mother-in-law and I were talking about another character in another BBC TV TV show, and she happened to mention Nick. I asked who that was, and after she told me the rest, as they say, is history. That's pretty cool. I'm trying to work out what what's happened. Ex future well, mother-in-law. obviously she was going oh, to get married, and then she wasn't. I wonder but... if it was because of the mother-in-law. Yeah, exactly. It mm. sort of sounds like it, the way she's written ex future mother-in-law mm. sounds like it was because of the mother-in-law. Mm. Just tell us what she was like, mm. or just, maybe she listens to the podcast, in which mm. case, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> and I'm sure it wasn't you. We got both Hi. sides of the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she said, but I think she misses her mother-in-law because she said. Uh, seeing as we are no longer in touch, it's so nice to share the highs, lows, annoyances and everything in between that is The Archers via a podcast hosted by you two. While it's not the same as having a full-blown two-way conversation about it, it definitely helps hearing you talk about the previous week as I often find myself nodding along and agreeing with you. Aww. Or indeed shouting, don't talk absolute rubbish, which is, <laughs> I suspect, what most of our uh listeners do. So I feel like we're all on the same side. We're, yeah, all, we're, we're, on the same we're often on the same page. Yeah. Um, But it's good when we're not. This is my email of the year. Oh, yeah. And anybody, (laughs) anyone who has a teenage son will understand this. (laughs) Okay. It's from William Nolan. Email of the year. Lucy's email of the year. Writing in after Tuesday's episode because it's headed Tuesday's phone antics. Writing in after Tuesday's episode because I can't believe just how unrealistic and immersion-breaking tonight was. I am sure Lucy can attest to this, but what teenage boy is incapable of stopping a video on their phone when their mother is approaching? (laughs) Emma announced her entrance to the house and spoke all the time as she approached George's room. Not to be too crude here, but when I was 18, were I given that sort of notice, my laptop would be in a different postcode and I'd have donned a full three-piece suit in the time George was given. 
Also, how on earth did Emma recognise Helen's voice in that video? We as an audience heard it from George's perspective in full stereo, and I wouldn't have known it was Helen if it wasn't for context. Emma recognised it through a door after about two seconds. Impressive. <laughs> yes. That is funny, isn't it? it? Bang on. I was thinking, just stop the phone! <laughs> also, your mother walking into any teenage son's bedroom yep. without knocking. Plenty of notice. Dangerous, Plenty of surely. Notice. Yes, yes, yes. Plenty of notice. Oh, yes. Very, very. I'm very knocking on the door now. now. I'm coming up the stairs. <laughs> knocking on the door. It's your mother. I'm opening the door. <laughs> oh God! Did I tell you? Um, William was. <laughs> William was playing. Um, oh, Fortnite or something. Or, uh, on, and he had his headphones on, and he had his friend on speakerphone, as he was oh, playing. Yeah. And he heard me coming upstairs and I could hear them both you know when they shout with excitement when they're playing and they're like swearing their heads off and everything and um (laughs) he was talking to his friend Conrad and I got in the door and uh something disastrous had just happened William had blown something up and Conrad went oh mate you completely and he got as far as that and William went my mum's here and Conrad went oh William you are in a bit of a pickle he said funny i said conrad i know what you were getting it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> so funny That's just so the cute. panic on william's face i'm like oh god <laughs> anyway yes william i heartily endorse this message um i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today wow nice yeah What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, right now we have what the hell is happening here? Oh do yeah, do you remember? Well, I do because uh, Ryan just reminded us it yes. was the way. It was the way. I can't remember who was who. Which characters? Do you want were to there? hear it again? Uh, yeah, go on them. I'll do your bit. Yeah, do a bit. Jill, is there something wrong? Oh yeah, Peggy seems awfully low. Yes, mm. she's been a bit down recently. For a moment, I didn't even recognise her. No. Oh, and Carol's then, got such a nice voice. Oh, Eleanor Bron, of course. And then yeah. Carol goes on to be yes. incredibly uh, rude and bitchy, bitchy about yeah. Auntie Cardboard. Yeah, that's um, why we love her. So, um, do yes. you remember who that was? I don't remember who... I don't know whose wake it was. Okay. Oh, no, you said it might be um, Bert's. Well, it, I was wrong. Who was it? It was John Tregoran's funeral in July 2014. Oh, 2014 oh yep. a long time ago carol turned out this is from stephen bowden carol turned out to be well up to date with what had been going on in the village knowing all about rory and also tom's wedding that wasn't so it can only have been deliberate when she called susan susan horribin oh why did she do that 
uh, because that's how she remembered her and that, you know, a horror bin is always a horror oh, bin. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Mm. Oh. Uh, James oh, quite a long time ago. said... Um, uh, yeah, came from the wake of Carol's husband, John Tregora, and it was held at Lower Loxley. That's why Elizabeth popped up at the end. Oh, Peggy yeah. wasn't quite herself due to the death of her husband, Jack, along with the death of one of her cats, which brought back the grief of Jack's death. Ben, I think. She had two cats, didn't she? Bill and Ben. Don't know. What? Well, she I don't, did. Well, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I just don't You didn't remember. say it quite so defensively. Well, I don't remember any of that, so it didn't happen. So Because... When you say 2014, you go, oh, that's not long ago. And then you realise it is long yes. ago, as seven years ago. Yes, I know. So uh, I think I was um, not listening very much at that point. Um, James wants to make it clear that whatever Pip does, uh, uh, she has the full support of the Pip Archer fan club. Oh, that's go, really Pip, nice. It says. That's very cute. Um, I'm not entirely sure what pip is getting at by snogging toby especially into a fade out he says with green sicky face oh. emoji yes it was yeah. a bit sicky face that it was, was a bit it was well it was very clicky oh. there was a lot of because oh, they were obviously don't. talking very close to the mic ill and i guess they, they had quite dry mouths because they'd been drinking a lot of wine oh. gross so i guess it was realistic but i can't it's just oh. gross mm. come here to me mm. she's like Come here. I've just got to. I've just got to find out. I just want to check if, something. If I should still be on the cock, or whether I should just give it up. I Touch this. Yeah. I just want to check. Okay. No. 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 Okay. You're fine. You're fine. Get your As shoes. you were. <laughs> oh, poor Toby. I also. I just always feel like Rex is. He's such a gooseberry, isn't I know, he? And I know. but he makes it worse for himself when he was when he was going um when they were all at that barbecue having a jolly time. Yeah. And Stella was quite relaxed actually, wasn't she? And in and yes. then when um Pip said something like, Oh no, Toby, no one wants to know about all our yeah. antics or something and Rex went, Oh yeah, yes they do. <laughs> Come on, tell us <laughs> And you're like, Rex, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> you it just you're not making life easier for yourself. Me and Jeff have been listening to Giles Wembley Hogg this week, and I oh, always yeah. think that Rex is Giles Wembley Hogg. That's how <laughs> yeah. I see him: his rugby shirt and you know, sort of beaming, very helpful, getting he's in the so, way. I know, bless him. Yeah, he will find. He's the sort of he's the sort of guy that people go. He will find a nice girl yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll find a nice girl. Yes, yes, he will, <laughs> and he, he will, he yes. will, rosy cheeked. And bit naive. And... Rosy cheek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No. What that's no, 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 no. Uh, right. Now it's this week's What the Hell is Happening Here. Yay. Great. What the hell is happening? What the hell is happening here? <laughs> Working on that. You know what this means, don't you? Oh, well, sure I do, Clary. She'll be judging Joe's tomatoes. Exactly. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know. I dare say she won't be tasting tomatoes like it in Suffolk. Oh, in Suffolk, she said. What? The... In Suffolk, did yeah. she say? And was that old Clary or new Clary? I can never really tell. New Clary, wasn't it? 
Hello, hello. I think it was old, Carrie. Do you? But I don't know why I think. Oh, it's so hard to tell. Yeah. In isolation, so, it's really Yes, hard. I think you're right, actually. I think it might have been old, Clary. So, somebody from Suffolk? Did Joe use something really dubious on his tomatoes? Or did, did somebody else grow his tomatoes and, oh. and, and sign them off as Joe's? Don't know. Don't know what the hell so is happening there. So many madcap scrapes that Joe got himself into. <laughs> Could have been anything. Maybe they wasn't even tomatoes, Lucy. Maybe they wasn't. Maybe they were strawberries dressed as tomatoes or yes. something. And what they don't have in Suffolk. That's baffling, that one. Yeah, the, yeah, the Suffolk reference is weird. Otherwise, I would, yeah. Yep. No, you've been us yet again, well James. Well done, James. God. How many hours do you have to listen to to find such a baffling clip? I know. He's on holiday as well. They're in Budapest or somewhere oh, now. Weren't they on holiday recently? I know. They do nothing, those lot, apart from <laughs> one about. They're like Judy the Chalmers, all listen of them. Listen to the archers. Yeah. Yeah, listen to the archers. I mean, well, to be fair to... clips and go on holiday. That's it. <laughs> to be fair to James, it is a job, yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, oh, now, we are coming to the end, but first, oh, yes. uh, thank God Tichinob did not... Uh, die oh, this God. week because I was in <laughs> all that hard work yes I was thinking please don't die please don't <laughs> die yet because we had to get this out before he died so we have hurrah um, it's very funny Lucy thank you very much to uh, Harriet and Jeff who had to do an inordinate amount of voices and editing in this one so I didn't I, do any editing I really <laughs> it's alright thanks to thanks Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> I, I really much appreciate it um, so now we're crossing over to uh, Porchester Magistrates Court uh, or rather Felpersham Magistrates Court which you probably didn't know there was <laughs> such a thing but there is so there okay uh, we're crossing over to the courtroom now order order please remember where you are ladies and gentlemen Felpersham Magistrates Court is not designed for this many people and we very rarely have cases of this sort. Please show some respect. Right. In an effort to sort out this mess, I would like to call Mrs. Clary Grundy to the bar. Hello, you're on your ship? There's no need to curtsy, Mrs. Grundy. I didn't. I tripped up the step. I wish to make it clear that I was not responsible for the near-fatal injury delivered to Mr. Rob Titchener. There. That's my statement. You're not here to make a statement. You're here to help me understand what the hell's been going on. Did you or did you not attempt to drown Mr. Titchener? Well, yeah and no, but mostly yes. He turned up at the dairy. I knew he didn't ought to be there, so I brandished my yoghurt-making equipment at him in a defensive manner, Your Holiness. He was gesturing at me through the window in a violent manner. Through the window? He was outside the premises? Well... Sort of inside out, yeah. It's that big bloody window. We said no good would come of it, but Ellen would have it. He was inside out. I see, right. And how did the attempted drowning occur? He came into the dairy, ignoring all the health and safety notices that me and Susan drew up in felt tip. One of them has a skull face on, wearing a hairnet. It's quite good, that one. He stepped towards me, shouting... Where is Gideon? And I said, I didn't know a Gideon. And then he sort of loomed over me. And I gave him a shove and he fell in the milk mixer. It was self-defence and semi-skimmed. 
when he arrived in the dairy, he was already covered in mud and bruises, so he'd clearly been having a bit of a morning of it. Oh, that was down to me. I can explain that, Your Honour. A Ruth Archer, Brookfield Farm. You're responsible for the mud and bruises, Mrs Archer. Yeah, I was moving the cows up the lane, and he came zooming down there in his Lexus and started hooting. The cows are used to a bit of that due to my mother-in-law. You know her, Your Honour. She came up before you for grievous bodily flapjack. But it just wouldn't stop. Kept revving up in that. Now, my temper's on a hair trigger at the best of times, Your Honour, and I just lost it. I pulled him out of the car and got out my thermos while the cows had a good old trample. Right. So he's been trampled and drowned. And whipped. Whipped? Yeah, I am Mia Grundy, eco-queen and girlfriend of Brad Horobin. Hello. Only one person in the witness box at once, please. And how are you involved in this? Well, he threatened a friend of mine, a hunt sab, a while back, before Shula became the Archbishop of Canterbury. I got so furious when I heard he was back in the village that I felt he deserved to find out what it felt like to be a fox. So I saw him crossing the green and chased him with a hunting crop. I was trying to drive him through a hawthorn hedge when he escaped and got to his car, more's the pity. I stand by my actions. I will be a martyr for the cause. I will sacrifice myself. Yes, yes, I'm sure you will. And do stop trying to glue yourself to the witness box. It leaves marks. Right. And the other suspects in this case that can't be here because we can't do the voices are Pat Archer, who took pot shots at Mr. Titchener as he escaped through the reed bed lavatories, Kenton Archer, who backed over Mr. Ditchner, mistaking him for a peacock, and a Mr. Jim Lloyd, who hurdled the counter of the village shop and attempted to throttle Mr. Ditchner for, uh, let me see, ah, yes, splitting an infinitive. Right. Could we get Mr. Titchener in the witness box, please? Mr. Titchener. Could you let me know, if you can, and I understand that speech is difficult, what with the milk, the strangulation and the bullet wound, who you felt contributed most to your present discomfort? Oh, oh, oh. Oh dear, goodness, he seems to have collapsed and died. Well, that saved me a weekend's worth of paperwork. Brain tumour, was it? Very sad, very sad. Oh well, Clark, could you sweep him away, please? Thank you all. You're all free to go. Keep the door open. It's got a bit close in here now. Right, what have we got next? The Amalgamated Union of Ferrets versus Mr. Eddie Grundy. Thank you very much, Judge... Jeffrey, ha ha. Uh, and uh, now, do you want to do the Patreon-y bit? Um, do I? No, well, I, I haven't got the script, but I would like to say thank you to everybody who Patreons us. Yes. And if you'd like to Patreon us, because I promise we're going to, it's been a bit yeah. of a busy summer, but we are definitely going to have a meetup yeah. uh, in early autumn. Yep. Yeah. Um, so if you would like to uh, join us for one of those, um, uh, if you'd like to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch, you can support us at any subscription level and we appreciate it very much. And then you can come along to one of our things. Yes, we'll have to do a sort of um, maybe late September yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, 
little little, little catch up house <laughs> oh yes oh we could do it from when you move house we could have like a housewarming you know a virtual from your, housewarming a virtual yeah. housewarming that'd be quite fun lucy yeah can we all have a tour no how can we have a tour because it'd be like a lower loxley tour tour yes i'll get um jimmy standing in the background yeah, no, because you can take your computer around to every room and we can have a look at it and inspect. And sort David, off. Let's David, go around your house and inspect no, that, shall we? No. David from the gin farm, because mm. he lives in Wales, can mm. come along and actually sit in your living room and make cocktails for you. Yes. You know, Wales is quite big. Just because he lives in Wales doesn't mean yeah, he's like Yeah, but you like said he's quite down. near you, didn't you? No. Snowdonia? No, he's not in Snowdonia. Oh, mm. where is he then? Somewhere else. Okay. I don't want to give away his location. Okay. In case he's All right, Cariad. Are you talking agent. to me then? Oh my God, Natasha was so annoying. Oh, she is. So... Also, I'm sorry, but ha- I Fallon has has a business plan. Maybe she's done the costs and it doesn't work out. And everybody yes. doesn't want a takeaway afternoon tea now. It's not lockdown. Why would you? She's so irritating, Natasha, isn't she? Yeah. I. It's just I can do so much better at anything i did like i the am idea, the best though. at everything I did like the idea of fallon's upcycled shit <laughs> yeah i mean that did covered in cobwebs yeah and, you know. <laughs> to be fair natasha had a point <laughs> put that online love i can't imagine anyone going in for a cup of coffee and coming out <laughs> no, with but, a chest of drawers. But, then, but then she was like you could get 10 more covers in there and tom was like yeah, but it's never full anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ten, where are we going to find 10 more people? We're only allowed about three per episode. Where, where would they go? Where, would they, where are they, these people? Magic um, Fallon, people. have you ever thought about getting rid of this tat? <laughs> Pe- people no might want to buy it. <laughs> no one would want to buy that, love. When she said, if that's your taste, <laughs> yeah. I thought, what is your taste, Natasha? I bet uh, she just lifts entire room schemes yeah. from. She goes she, to, to she goes yeah. to IKEA or not IKEA, but whatever. Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop. Yeah. Off to IKEA. No, she would definitely be removing um, those charming period pieces from yes. any uh, household. Yes. And there'd Imagine be acres of do. white carpet and glass everywhere. There'd be nice a lot of marbles. Corners. Yeah, of sharp marble. corners for the twins to. <laughs> bash their heads on <laughs> and um uh, it'd be so funny to see her uh, yeah. to see her interior design plans yes i bet Although it's all I think that I'd prefer to i bet go... it's all that french stuff the, the the modern french stuff that's made to look like the palace of versailles it's just oh. awful. <laughs> i think i'd prefer her cafe to fallon's though <laughs> well mm, lots of cobwebby furniture <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, exactly. Fallon's. I, I think, yeah. Fallon probably does need to rethink. I feel like that sort of um, vintage, upcycled style is probably even that's a bit past it now, yes, isn't it? You might want to might yeah. want to try something yeah. a bit new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Sorry. We've, yeah. I don't know how we've got for, back again from furniture to Andrew Tate, but there we oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to because William was was listening when I was listening to the Archers oh, yeah. and he heard the Andrew. Is he, is he a new listener? Stuff. Uh, no, um, but he said, he said, why are they still talking about Andrew Tate? Because he, you know, he was fairly obviously who they're talking about. Yeah. And I said, oh, it's a, it's a storyline about George. So I was explaining. And he went, yeah, but no one's talking about that now. That was like last year. He said, that's when they should have done it. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Because he said, well, now yeah. he's in prison. And now that's sort of, it's all sort of gone a bit now. He said, yeah. no one's, no one's, t- nobody... Nobody's susceptible to it. It's, it's, 
it's that 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 ship sailed uh, right but it's like the archers are you know it takes a while to <laughs> for things yeah. to be discussed at endless meetings <laughs> and can we tackle this how can we tackle yes. it sensitively da, 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 da. and by it's the time not... they get around to doing it it's gone it's funny because i was talking did i t- did i say this on the last podcast i was talking to a producer about uh you know content visual content mm. and and obviously a lot of episodes now are written you know tv stuff well especially stuff that goes on youtube is written um with the help of an algorithm because they'll mm. they can they'll write episodes quickly de- um depending on what is trending and what's mm. current mm. so this thing i've been doing lately there's been a lot of um uh, I don't know, like there was a lot of Halloween episodes and a lot of things, but it but it will always sort of arrive very quickly. So it so it stays current. Right. I yeah. guess so that your then your content is found, isn't yeah. it? Because yes, because of algorithms and yeah. stuff. And that seemed quite depressing to me. But oh, I guess. Yeah. But I guess maybe it's a bit like the Archers has always been like that. They've always tried to be current haven't they but of course they're six months later yes. and everyone it's just not quite as quick on the button i guess it just takes a bit longer yeah. to get everyone up to birmingham in time yeah and you can, yes exactly and you can't really do you know like the, as we always say that they do when when there's been a big thing happened and they'll say oh it's yeah. a bit sad about da, 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 oh but they know. were quite clever about the lionesses i thought because they didn't uh, oh i can't really remember what they did but they didn't I think on they obviously they I don't think they had done a updated line or anything right but they just said on the when it, when it was the final I think they just said oh yeah we'll be watching the final or he's yeah. so looking forward but I guess because England was in the final yeah it almost and Toby made it said oh she's a proper like, little lioness yeah yeah there was a lot of lioness yeah. chat wasn't there yeah. but it was but it didn't need to be bespoke to who was in the final. I think that's the but danger. If England though, when had won, then they would have definitely yeah. had to do an updated thing. But when you've got a long, that's like one, one, one thing. So like a death or a wedding or the coronation, or whatever. Yeah. They, can, they can they can drop in things like that. But when it's a long drawn out storyline that hinges on a news story or yeah. a, a, a theme like the Andrew Tate thing, yeah. then they've then they've got. They've got to. They've got to go through so many tick box exercises to make yeah. sure that they're doing it all right and that it's, you know, reflects blah 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 blah. That, like you said, it, 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 they're, they're six months out of date. Before, but I suppose to be started. fair to them, that's why they couldn't mention his name yeah. because, uh, and and of course, even though he's in prison, I guess there are still it's still believable that that George is being there are that, lots know, of other. Other misogynist influences are available. There are yeah. lots of them to choose from. Sadly, <laughs> it's just he's the one Quite that a gets lot of them the... on Twitter. I guess yes, he's the one that gets coverage because of yeah, uh, he's been imprisoned. But mm. yeah, right, interesting. You like... and I feel like your scripts, what you write, Lucy, they're very much current. <laughs> it was like your Rob script; you had to quickly write it before Rob died. This week was a bit yes. We we that's the thing. Like you know, you get those scripts out ASAP. We get them recorded ASAP. Jeff edits them ASAP. We're like a sort of algorithmic, um, creative. We should. We need to do something with that. We do. We just no, I just thought it's interesting because now, like, that's the future of mm. TV and yeah. media and everything, isn't it? Everything has to be based on. Well, I used to. I used to do write trends. jokes for the for the. Have I got news for you? web oh, right. uh, twitter feed and um you have to be very 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 fast 
oh, yeah. then. Plus, you're, you're in like a virtual writer's room. So there's 10 of you all looking at the same storylines and having to come up with the one that's going to be picked. Um, oh, you know, and it's, it's, yeah, it's really... Um, the pressure. It's just... It, it, you've just got to be online all the time. What yeah. my children call um, chronically online. And it's, 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 it gives you a really weird, distorted sense of uh a time b politics and things because you start actively looking forward to awful things happening because you yeah. could, or um not awful but uh complicated Explosive. things happening yeah. that you can that you can write about and all that that's why it faintly annoys me when um it always happens and i have to say it's usually one of the sexes that does this not the other one uh when i tell people that what I do and they go I've always thought I could do that because I'm really funny when I've had three points no but who no you'd have to be a bit a bit full of yourself to say that uh, but they so many of them do <laughs> well it's a bit like a <laughs> bit like voiceover artists thing is yeah. I always say anyone could do it out you just put your hours of you just put a bit of training in <laughs> I mean voiceovers you know if you can no, do it, you can do on. it. You no. can do things with your voice that are frankly weird. But anybody can do it. If you tune your ear, all you have to do is, I think like that's a no. thing. With, 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 do you with remember right... when we were recording Natural Histories and I said to you, can you do a little, a little boy voice? And you suddenly did it and David Schneider jumped and shouted, you're a witch. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, this little boy voice was in the room with us coming out of you. It was very weird. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, well, I mean, it's different, <laughs> right? Writing is different. Well, you know, what you were doing is different because you have to have a, you, your brain has to be, you know, quick and. But everybody's funny when they've had, when they've had three pints or, or more importantly, everyone else has had three pints. Looking at a blank screen yeah. on a rainy Monday morning yeah. at nine o'clock. Exactly. thinking, now I have to be funny. Is, yeah. But that's, you know, that's a but, job. But it's I not can't a hobby. Believe, <laughs> I can't believe people do say, I could do that. Oh, that's God, really do annoying. It all the time. It is annoying, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But, you know, well, you're lucky that you are doing it, Lucy. Yes. So um, just. (laughs) I'll remind myself of that. As I'm always saying to my kids. Monday morning. I always say to the kids, when when someone says, you know, when someone's showing up, you just smile and nod. Smile and nod. (laughs) And say, I'm really happy for you. (laughs) Never rise. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. 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 That's brilliant. Do you, remember, <laughs> do you remember us once getting... Do you remember this? Us oh, once getting trapped with that woman that decided to tell you all about accents. Who was that? Was this, was this on a night out? Yeah. You don't was remember, it a do woman, you? Was it an actress? Or not an actress? It wasn't an actress. It was somebody oh. who... Vegas sort of rings mm. a bell now. Because that was when I thought, because I didn't know you very well then. Right. And you were so patient with her and you did not say at any point, listen, missus, I can, I was doing that on your behalf. I was furious on your <laughs> behalf, but you were so patient and so <laughs> kind and you just let her run on and you didn't embarrass her at all. Oh, I would never do that no she probably was telling me some interesting no she absolutely stuff. wasn't she was telling you about 
what the different accents in different parts of Scotland were like. I know, but that is interesting. No, to me. but you, but because you could do them all already. Well, and, and oh, I think God. you're. <laughs> thanks for being. <laughs> thanks for being annoyed on my behalf. I do vaguely remember. I mm. vaguely remember that. I don't right. want to, but in case you, I'm sure no, she's not no, listening. No. But no, but and and to be fair, also when any, I always think if anybody has, it, people are you know it's it's never not useful to hear somebody else's opinion. Mm. Is it? I mean, it is yes, not useful it's to hear. Frequently, and... <laughs> really, really unhelpful to hear other people's opinions. I think. <laughs> I think the trouble is with what we do, what you and I do. Well, because it's not a proper job. In, in no, it's not commas. just that though. Everybody can speak. Every most people, yes. the vast majority of people can speak and use their voice. Yeah, the vast majority of people can write. Yes. So. If you are, if we were nuclear physicists, people would go, I can't do that. Yeah, but and I can't do that. Even... <laughs> I definitely can't do that. I mean, to be fair though, if you want to be a voice artist and you and you do a lot of, you could, I was thinking with stuff like this, you definitely could because you just, you have to just tune your ear. Obviously it's a, a skill, but I'm sure you can learn this sort of skill. It's not a magic skill. I think it is a magic skill. Well, I that's... think you have to, I think you, the way you can manipulate your voice was not learned. Uh, Could you do cute. impressions when you were little? No. Uh, well, Maggie Thatcher. Right. But, 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 but I, it's learnt, Lucy. It's just, mm. and it's confidence, isn't it? And do you remember, I could never, when, when you first met me, I was very not confident about impressions. Mm. And I prob and I could you remember and I couldn't do them on I didn't like doing them on I'd only like to record them I yeah like yeah to yeah do yeah live. You didn't do them on command no no mm. so it's very much I had like to train you with experience. a little biscuit didn't you I? did you, you did you, did. you trained me like you down like you and throw it in the air and say you gave me those, and then every you time me, you did you got a biscuit and you gave it's me happy girl. drugs yes so I would just wander into your yeah. kitchen blinking <laughs> going yes. Anyway, should we stop talking about us? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's stop. Let's stop talking about. I mean, let's not stop talking about how brilliant we are. Yes, because we are <laughs> fabulous. Um, okay, you are. Do you or do you not like musicals? Oh, Lucy. I oh, mean, Lucy. what was I listening to when you when we oh, connected? Oh, some shite. Chicago. Was Welcome it, wasn't it? and oh, yes, bienvenue. Welcome. Yes, I love musicals. <laughs> well, do you like Mary Poppins? Yeah, is there a, is there a Chim Chimney coming up? Uh, no, there isn't, and I've just realised I don't know what oh. I'm talking about what because are you talking it about isn't. Lucy? It's Matt's done. Consider yourself, but and that's from <laughs> Oliver, isn't it? It's oh not even from Mary God. Poppins. Mm. Just because it's got a Cockney in Mary yeah. Poppins, the, Matt, <laughs> he always he always writes really nice emails and explains exactly what he's done, <laughs> and and it's wasted on me, Matt. I'm an idiot. <laughs> this is the archer's version of consider yourself excellent okay yeah so we're going to play oh, out i can't with wait that. for We've the lame as wanging on for hours so i'm only going to play Sorry, it yeah. once and then we'll go okay. because we've been right. talking and talking and talking yeah, yeah, yeah. goodbye everybody thank you goodbye for listening. thank you thank you for your patience shall i moan as the oh, no as, no okay. under no circumstances no. do okay. that all right then okay thank you bye
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.